This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hello, ActiveXer. So the question I am answering is, when should I go back to work with lower back pain and or sciatica? <clears throat> it's not that complicated a question, but when you're in pain, particularly when you're in severe and persistent pain, it can be difficult to think straight. Now, I'm not, please don't take that as condescending. It is a reality that if you have really severe or persistent pain, it literally affects your ability to think. So I'm going to hopefully help by laying out um, a process of thinking that I can encourage you to go through in making that decision about when to return to work. So the first and perhaps most important point is that you should only return to work when you are, your presence will not be a risk to anybody else. Now, this may not be relevant to you if you have a desk job, but certainly if you work in a number of different industries, then people depend on you being able to physically cope in the workplace. And there is a danger for some people that if, if that is uh, in question, if your back might spasm at any given moment and cause you to give way, and that then puts somebody else at risk, then you should not be back at work. You should not be thinking about returning to work. Now, there are some obvious scenarios here. You know, if you're carrying a heavy load with somebody else, whether that be in a healthcare setting, you're carrying a patient, transferring a patient from a bed to a gurney, or if you're carrying a heavy load in a building site along with somebody else you're clearly putting that other person at risk if you are not physically capable of doing the job. But there are, and you will be able to think of, a number of other scenarios. So nobody knows your job as well as you do. So the first question I think you should be asking, being able to answer is, by being back at work in my current state, am I a risk to someone else? And if the answer to that is yes, then you should not be back at work. Okay, so that's the first point. The second point is, are you going to contribute to net productivity? And what I mean by that is by being back at work, are you actually going to be a drain on the other people at work? Is your presence going to hamper their ability to work productively? And, and I'm not talking about safely, as I was making in the last point, but Sometimes people make, well, we have to make allowances for everybody and I encourage you to do so, but if the members of your team are constantly having to make allowances for you and that's reducing their productivity, then globally the company productivity goes down. So that could be a scenario in which you're as well to stay away from work and not essentially contribute to a reduced productivity. Now I'm an employer, so I'm always keen for people to get back to work, but not if it results in a sort of net reduction in productivity. 
You know, whether that's because, you know, Jeannie's always running off to see if you're okay and making you cups of tea and, and doing some of your jobs for you and that's reducing her productivity or some other scenario. Okay, you get the idea. So secondly, if you contribute to net productivity, that's a green light for me. Now thirdly, when returning to work doesn't slow up your recovery. Now, you need to think about your long-term health improvement and recovery here. It's all well and good that you're keen to get back to work, but if in so doing you're reducing your rate of recovery or perhaps even jeopardizing it entirely, then in my book, that is not a sensible move. Now it's easy, we can all think in a sporting context, and particularly if you've been involved in the world of sport or dance, performance, if you go back too soon, there is a real danger that you're going to end up with a long-term, a chronic or recurrent, persistent problem. And that in the long run is clearly not good for you, it's not good for the business. So please think about if you go back to work, is that likely to slow up your recovery or to jeopardize it entirely in the long run? If that's the case, then you should not be returning to work just yet, okay? Now, <clears throat> another point, you should not return to work until you have a plan for that return to work. Being off work is a very different way of living to being at work. And what I mean by that is you'll be doing different things when you're working, whether that means you have to sit more because you have a desk work, or you're literally digging the roads, or um, collecting rubbish, or whatever your job involves, the chances are it's quite different physically and um, kind of mentally to what you are doing when you're not at work. So you have to plan for that activity. All too often over the years, I've seen people who've been signed off work, they've had a period of work absence, so they've been away from work for a while, and then they go back to work, you know, full time. And the transition is just too sudden. So it's very important that you plan for that return to work. And there are a number of ways of doing that. One would be to think about, you know, what do you do that's different at work to at home? So if you're gonna to have to sit, and sitting has been really painful for you of late, then you have to practice sitting at home and build up the amount of sitting you can do before returning to work. There's no good you know, being off work because you can't sit, because your back's so sore, your sciatica's so bad, and being off for work for five, five, four, five weeks, however long it may be, and then thinking that everything's much better, and then returning to essentially sitting for 38 hours a week. You know, that is a recipe for recurrence. So if you know you're gonna to have to get back to work and work will involve sitting for, let's say, 40 minute stretches and then getting up and moving around, then you should practice building up to that point. So and I, I'm not gonna go into the protocol for this, but basically start low and build slow. Yeah, so get back to that kind of level of activity that you're going to have to perform at when you get back to work. The rest of your plan is essentially summed up in my old maxim of use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. So the more movement that you can do, the more um, tasks that you can do, 
that don't aggravate your pain, great, carry on and do those. But don't do things that aggravate your pain and set back your recovery. Or at least don't do them to that dosage. So if you know that you can sit for 20 minutes, but if you sit for 25, your pain gets worse, then just plan to sit for the 20 minutes and slowly build up to you know, 22, 24, and so on, and just gradually increase those tasks that would previously have aggravated your pain. Okay, hope that's made sense. So in essence, or rather in summary, Firstly, when should I go back to work with lower back pain or sciatica? You should go back if only when you are not a risk to anybody else. Secondly, when returning to work doesn't um, reduce in a net reduction in productivity. So are you actually holding other people back from being productive? Thirdly, when returning to work doesn't jeopardize your own recovery and lastly, only once you have a plan in place. Now, if you want help with that plan, as ever, please go to backpainandsciatica.com where you can undertake a free assessment. The chatbot programmed by me will take you through a series of question and answer and work out which movements are bad for you, what you should be doing, which exercises are good, which are bad and help you essentially to start to formulate that plan. So go to backpainandsciatica.com, do the free assessment, and always you know, feel free to reach out, let me know, and please, you know, at the end of this, whether you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or you're listening to the podcast, please leave a review, like it, recommend it to friends. It helps others to find help if they have back pain and sciatica too. And hey, if you happen to be in the Edinburgh area in Scotland, then you can look us up at active-x.co.uk. Okay, one more time, that usual URL for you is backpainandsciatica.com. Do the free assessment and uh, you will do well. Okay, see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Back Show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk, and please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in, and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.